Hey guys, welcome back to Coffee and Van Chats. My name is John Kroom, and on this episode, we chat with Carrie Warner. Carrie Warner is a cyclocross legend based out of the US of A. And yeah, we chat about his European campaign all the way to him living out of his RV and making sourdough bread um, during quarantine. So yeah, please sit back, relax, and enjoy. And if you haven't already, please be sure to like, subscribe, comment, whatever you can on whatever platform you're listening to this on because your feedback means a lot to me and it helps these podcasts grow. Um, So yeah, please, please make that happen. But first, let's hear a message from our sponsors. This week's episode is also brought to you by Orange Mud. Orange Mud is a company that does adventure hydration packs for running, cycling, and much more. Along with their hydration packs, they also create some cool adventure goodies for your next adventure. So be sure to check them out at orangemud.com. Hey guys, welcome back to Coffee and Van Chats. My name is John Kroom and I'm here with Carrie Warner, who's eating some sourdough toast, I assume. Yeah. Yep. Right on. Um, yeah, and Carrie is not only known for his crazy bike handling cyclocross skills, but also is known for his sourdough bread. And then past that, he's also known for his YouTube channel, um, which is pretty popular or is at least getting popular right now. Um, but yeah, man, how you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, I was actually working on the last uh, installment of this uh, video series this morning. Sweet, sweet. Yeah. So, so kind of tell us a little bit about that. Like, I mean, you, so you, you, you had your pro road days and then now you are a privateer with like, what, one other, I mean, is your wife, your wife, is she a part of the team? I mean, in technicality or no? No, I mean, we do travel a lot together because we are married and we share like logistical resources. But last year she was on the Amy D foundation. This year she'll be doing her own program, but for me, it's uh, Kona, Maxis, and Shimano are the presenting sponsors of our team. And then uh, uh, it's, it's me and Rebecca Faringer are the two, um, the two riders. Right on, right on. So, I mean, it looks like, I mean, it looks like you have pretty much launched to this privateer gig, like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the team that you've launched, I'm assuming, correct? Well, not, I mean, not necessarily. So this is going to be my fifth year with Kona coming up 20, yeah, 2020. So, uh, so my, my last year with a, with a team was yeah. with uh, Clement before, uh, Clement switched over to Donnelly. And so that was like the, the last real team kind of structure I had. Um, and then I didn't get my contract re-signed with them. And so I was like scrambling and stressing and freaking out trying to find a team. And I reached out to Kona and they had had a cross team for a while and they were still, uh, sponsoring, um, Helen Wyman. Okay. And, but they didn't have any U S presence and it just like was coincidental that, um, it worked out for them to start it up and I needed a team. And so they gave me the opportunity and it was really kind of, it was super impressive. I mean, like, you know how slow things can move in the bike world. And basically it was like 
end of May, beginning of June, or maybe beginning of May. And I was like, hey, you guys, you know, like, what is the potential for working together? They were like, sure, send us over a proposal. So I sent a proposal over with like all our figures and like equipment needs. And in a, mo a month later, I started getting all of these things. And like, it just like everything was happening like very, very uncharacteristic of the bike world, which was really cool. Yeah, and I don't think that's ever happened to me. I don't think I've ever just like sent a proposal like, hey, can we get a proposal? It's like, yeah, sure. I need this, 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 and this. And it's like, oh, month one, I'm getting this. Month two, I'm getting that. So yeah, that's got to be kind of nice. Yeah, it was, I mean, I can't, I can't thank Kona enough for making that happen. So like the whole kind of team, it's not necessarily a privateer team. It's, it's all through Kona bikes. I would say like that is like the team and then uh shimano and maxis are presenting sponsors or like also monetary sponsors and so um barry wicks is my boss he he's the uh he's the negotiator the, the, the check casher and uh he was responsible for adding the, the a woman to the team which was rebecca and that was two years ago so Rebecca and I have been teammates for the last two years yeah and she's pretty new too right like to the cyclocross world like or like she kind of shot up through the ranks pretty quick she did yeah I remember so when I was first got on Raleigh Clement which was five years ago or whatever she was just doing her first like elite year and she started on jam fund for a year or two and she, well, so back before that, she was a triathlete. And I think, I think everybody that kind of starts late has a triathlete story. I have a triathlete story. I'll be honest. I'll, I'll rock it. <laughs> well, I'll certainly make her feel better. So, but that's where she gets her bike handling skills from triathlete stuff. Right. And <laughs> that, that makes sense. However, she uh, she does do quick transitions on and off the bike. So, I mean, I guess there's that for cyclocross. Hey, man. Um, so, yeah, she, she came from that, got on Jam Fun, tried uh, cyclocross, and really liked it. And it's been cool to see, you know, like she's gone from, I don't know, squidwardly driving her bike around in the North American UCI races to – going third like top 15 at worlds uh getting on podiums in european uci races so yeah it's been really cool oh that's super rad yeah because I, I, I i've watched a few of your vlogs so i'm not i'm not a guy that's just like hit you up and just been like oh yeah i see you do stuff on youtube you want to jump on it's like i've watched a few of your vlogs and, and it's great content it just literally looks like you guys are just a family like it almost seems like if you had, cause you do have, you have about 5,000 subscribers. If you had, it almost seems like if you had 10 subscribers, you would, you would still be putting out the same length of vlogs every week. It just seems like you guys are just having fun and you love putting out that content. Yeah. And yeah, I mean like, I think it's, I don't know. I think like cycling should be fun. And I think that, there's a lot of channels out there that show like, you know, really polished kind of serious side of things. But like, I don't know, I kind of like the raw and uncut version of stuff. And like, 
it's very like the stuff that I'm putting out on YouTube is very unfiltered and uncensored, you know, like, I mean, for sure, there's some swear words that don't make it into the final stuff and like maybe some, some uh, gutter talk from Rebecca that doesn't make it in. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, because she, she tells it like it is. I mean, yeah. I've, I've seen it on Twitter, man. She, she straight tells it like it is. Exactly. So, I mean, like, yeah, it's just basically, I just think it's cool to give people like a behind the scenes thing of just like what we really do on a like race day basis you know yeah that's super cool and it actually i mean it motivated me to start doing that um which is kind of how i got into it you know i, I ran across yours and saw what you were doing and i was like man this is this is actually kind of interesting so i gave the european look for because we're not we're not in europe as long as you guys are i mean when we go over to europe we're like i don't know a couple of weeks and there's only like four world cups right and it seems like every weekend there's a uci world cup for a cycle cross race or like a UCI race of some sort. So like for us, it's, it's kind of pretty, pretty simple. Um, the, the hotel chatter, the, uh, you know, the craziness of not understanding what you're ordering at a cafe. Um, yeah, but that's super cool. So anyways, we'll, we'll talk about the big elephant in the room with, um, with just COVID. I don't know if you've heard about it, but there's this, there's this pandemic what going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a pandemic going on in the U.S. right now. Um, Interesting. Yeah. How are you getting through that, man? Like, how are you, how are you, like, how are you training through it? I know you just did the Ro Roanoke socially distanced stage race, but, like, yeah, how are, you, how are you getting through all that stuff, man? Yeah, so, I don't know. It's kind of bittersweet for me. Like, I've been saying for years that I need to stay home in the spring and the summer and like really focus on not traveling and not racing so that when I go into cross season, I'm like super fresh and like ready to slay at the races. Um, but it's been really hard for me because there are so many cool events. Um, like specifically last weekend during or last uh, Thursday to Monday, we were supposed to do the Transylvania mountain bike epic, like five day stage race in Pennsylvania. Rad. And then I've traditionally done Pisgah stage race in April. And then like we were going to do BC bike race in July and some other cool races I was going to try to get to in July. So that sucks. But I also have like with like so then like with this YouTube channel, it's like a, it's like a balancing act of like, okay, well, if I don't have races to produce any content with and like get people, I don't know, cool videos, like what do I do? And like throughout the year, I'm always, I always like think of things that I want to do, but then I'm like signing myself up for races so I don't have time. So this, this, this time is like kind of nice because now I can't race. And yeah. So I'm like, to do these cool little side project adventures that I've been wanting to do. Um, so that's kind of what I've been, what I've been doing with my time. Um, also like just trying to do some like cool bike stuff to make sponsors happy and like keep things relevant, even though we're not racing. Um, yeah. For instance, I just got my new, uh, Kona Hey Hey, it's like their. That's XC. such a cool name for a bike. Yeah, it's like their D uh, bike, and I'm gonna do a bike build video with that coming up here soon. But I also have some cool projects like uh, 
me and Russell Finsterwald are thinking about doing bike packing the Colorado Trail in July. Ooh, um, I want in on that. <laughs> Sounds rad. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I'm, I'm actually bringing Russ on on the podcast here in a few weeks. Um, nice. He, maybe, yeah, he lived. Maybe we'll have some more info and like solid dates he can tell you about for that. Yeah, that's super rad. Yeah, he lives right down the road from me, and he, uh, uh, I was supposed to do Leadville this year. And uh, he was like, oh, dude, you should go out and do this thing called, I'm, I've created this Whiskey 50. You know, it's, it's just like the Whiskey 50. And I don't even know where the Whiskey 50 is. Like, I'm, I'm that green to, to like mountain biking. And he's over there cheesing, like, just Whoa, what a jackass. And it's like, it's like, honestly, man, like, I, I have no idea what I was getting myself into. And literally, there was one section of that entire trail that I walked the entire time and like it was all like i think it was like negative 50 uh degrees and it's just like i couldn't even find the trail like there was rock drop-offs like i mean taller than me i text russ after and i'm like dude what the heck man and he pretty much was just like yeah dude it, it took me like a solid like 15 times to do that before i could ever actually ride the whole thing and but then he goes and gets the kom on it i mean it was epic so um but yeah that's super cool because they they usually have a race like the colorado trail race yeah, we're not going to do that, but we're just going to do it for fun. I think that would be pretty sweet. It's been a bucket list of mine, and, and Russell's actually tried it. He tried it a few years back, um, back when SRAM Eagle first came out, and nobody had any replacement parts. And he tried to rock, he tried to push through a section that turned to like clay. And his, he said his bike just got clogged and weighed like a hundred pounds and all that clay like got in his derailleur or in his drivetrain and just like completely, completely ruined it for him. So he was like three quarters of the ruined and plug. Oh man. Um, so he's looking for redemption. I'm looking for the like, experience. Yeah. Pretty well, plus like, I think Emily and I are going to make a trip out of it. So we'll probably drive out from, north carolina and plan on staying for a couple weeks just because it's a big drive you know and oh, for sure yeah i'm doing it next week I'm coming to Asheville. so uh emily and i actually lived in colorado springs for eight months in 2015 oh awesome yeah so we're familiar with the area and really miss the biking and just overall adventuring that you can do from there so probably bag some 14ers hopefully do the colorado trail and who knows what else? Hang out with Potter. Haven't seen him in a while. Oh yeah, man. Good dude. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So past, past that, like, I mean, doing the Colorado trail and, uh, hanging out with Potter, like what else do you kind of have on plan or on docket for the rest of the year? Is it just kind of like waiting it out and seeing what happens? Yeah. I mean, like sticking to training, um as usual like planning for at least some sort of a cross season yeah um i'm pretty stoked that i haven't done any swift racing yet uh, and i plan on keeping it that way for sure but yeah i mean just kind of like hopefully doing more stuff like the roanoke socially distant stage race that was really fun um i don't know kind of just waiting to see what happens just kind of checking things off of my my uh you know like adventure list or whatever and uh and then i can go into cross season or whatever happens with a clean slate 
Emily and I are also actually, uh, we just threw an offer down on a house in Roanoke. So oh wow, we might be living in Roanoke by the end of the year. Who knows what will happen? Oh, that's exciting, man. Congrats. Um, yeah. And, and so when you're doing these social edition stage races, you know, this is coffee and van chats. So, so we do talk about tiny home living. Um, you, you're living out of an RV, man. How long have you had that thing? Let's, let's hear about the beast. And does it have a name? Uh, Tina is the name. Tina. Tina is a 1991 Tioga or Tioga Montera. Right it's, on before uh, I was born. Tw- really? Yeah, I was born in 93. Dang, I was born in 91. So <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, same age as me. So good year. We can right relate on. things. Um, but she's running strong. She was built on a Ford E350 chassis. She's got a 7.5 liter V8. And uh, she pulls like eight eight and a half miles of the gallon which is great right now because of our oil surplus that's happening we have cheap gas especially in virginia it's like one 120 something 130 jeez oh, yeah i think it was in, in georgia for a while it was like 90 cents or something crazy yeah so i don't know it's honestly so we probably have had it for four or five years at this point and it's probably the best money that we've i've ever spent on anything it's been it's it's like it's like my favorite way to go like go to a new place and like ride and and just like i don't know it's like the best of all the things that you could want when you go adventuring it's like you have a fridge so you can bring good food and you can cook food however you want so the fridge is operated by propane and so, like, we just spent eight days in it, and th- for eight days, by cooking and using the fridge, we only, like, used half of a propane tank, so that's, like, we got, a, we got like, That's pretty solid. Parts. Yeah, and uh, it's got a freezer, a fridge, an oven, a stove, and then, like, obviously a bathroom, so it's, like, fully self-supported off the grid. I installed solar on it last year, which... Um, it just trickle charges the coach battery. So like basically we can just like charge laptops and USB stuff. We can't really power any like blender thing unless we're plugged into uh, another power. Oh yeah. That's like the same with my van. Like I have like a power outlet on the side of the van. Like I have a, a small compact van. So I don't even have a sprinter van. Like a lot of people when I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got like an RV camper van. They're like, Oh, so like the Mercedes sprinter is like, no, 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 no. Like the Dodge, pro master oh yeah it's a ford transit essentially it's the pro master city and it has like has a bed has a fridge no water um but it does have an outlet if i wanted to hook up has an external battery um it's pretty sweet i mean it has lights um it's insulated you know it it does its thing you know has a shower in the back of it yeah i mean like for, for me it's just like okay i love camping I love doing, like, I'd rather be parked in the woods than living in a house any day of the week. But it's like, at some point you have to train and then you have to think about recovery and like what's best, like sleeping in a tent kind of sucks sometimes. So it's like, how do you do that? And for me, it's like, man, I could, I could take the RV wherever and just like be totally comfortable and I sleep great in it. And have the food I need and it's just like no stress and 
it just like allows me to access really cool places uh whenever no that's awesome yeah like uh that's one thing because i mean that was essentially the goal just for us is like we were gonna go we were gonna travel we were gonna meet these people especially like it'd been awesome to like meet you at a race and you have tina there and then we could have met tina in person could have done the podcast in tina I haven't even thought about what I'm going to name my van yet. I'm still working on that. I don't, I don't know the gender. I don't know anything. I'm trying to think of something neutral. It'll come organic. man. Yeah. It's been hard. Cause it, you know, it's, we've had a new relationship and I feel like I haven't given it enough love. So it's been, it's been quite difficult, but and that's the, that's the problem. It's like when I have Tina parked in the driveway for weeks on end, I start getting anxious. Like, man, we got to go somewhere. We got to do sure. something. Yeah. That's awesome, man. So, so cool, man. So I don't want to like take up your entire day and, and I really appreciate you jumping on with me, man. Um, but honestly, let's, I just want to ask you one more question. Cause it got me thinking, not that you're retiring anytime soon, but you say you could live off the grid. Um, if, if bike racing ended for you today, where would you, where would you, where would you end up going in Parkentina and just camping out? Man? Well, like, I don't know. Like if I had Tina, I probably just wouldn't ever park her for very long, you know, Yeah. because there's just so many cool places to be and see like, well, where's one place, where's one place that you haven't been yet? Like mine's Utah. Like I kind of want to go do right white rim. I want to back bike pack it. I have a video about that. I know. I saw it, man. I saw it actually when I was looking up trips and figuring out things to do. And that's another reason why I messaged you. So you should do it uh it's like a it's an amazing experience i will say like the one thing is like give yourself some extra time and maybe bring an extra sd card because once you get out there you're literally gonna stop every five or ten minutes and just be like what the fuck is going on (laughs) it's unreal yeah it looks Uh, epic yeah utah is cool like i haven't checked out much of like i've done i've seen moab and like Emily's sister lives in Salt Lake City, and so we've done some skiing and stuff, and I've ridden mountain bikes in and around that area, but I haven't checked out Canyonlands much. Uh, I haven't been to Bend, Oregon much, but I also haven't... Montana seems really idyllic to me, and just like huge open spaces, that seems really cool. Um, So maybe somewhere like that, like Eastern Oregon, Montana, Idaho. So, so I guess your like answer to the question was anywhere and everywhere that has in the woods. Basically. Yeah. 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 That's a good answer. Like anywhere where there's not people would be great. (laughs) Yeah. Well, especially like right now with the whole, whole virus, I feel like everybody's decided to be fit all of a sudden. So it's like trails are heavy and, uh, you know, all these campsites are like sold out, like, cause we're on the way to, we're going to be on the way to Asheville, um, camping out in Pisgah and, and, uh, hanging out in Brevard. Um, right. and, and yeah, like trying to find places to camp like in Arkansas, cause we're doing like the long route. We're going down to Texas, Arkansas through Oklahoma into Tennessee. And then I'm coming down into to Asheville, like trying to find campsites right now is insane. So, yep. um, and in cop. And in Colorado, it's really easy to dice, uh, disperse camp um, right. and you can kind of get away with it. But I think once you start to break into like get close to the East Coast, it's like, oh, get out of here. You know, that's one of the things like so we've been to Virginia 
uh, a little bit over the last weeks, like looking for houses and doing this stage race thing. And they have dispersed camping in George Washington and Jefferson National Forest. And it's so much of a relief compared to like working with Pisgah, where it's like there's only five camp spots off the gravel road. And you're just like, hopefully there's space. If not, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I've been kicked out of enough Walmart parking lots where it's just like, you know, and, and, and I've, I've like the strange stories that I have from people knocking on my door and be like, Hey man, you got space. It's like, um, no, I can't say that I do. <laughs> I am moving now. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, cool, man. Well, I'm going to let you get to breakfast and dude, thank you again so much for your time. And hopefully we can do this in person one day. And, uh, yeah, other than that, man, best of luck to you and, uh, your training and getting a house in Roanoke. Yeah, man. Thanks. If you're ever passing through, let me know. We'll do. We'll do. All, All right. right. Thanks guys. Cheers.